Hey everyone, welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Everybody's doing well. I'm going to just recap a little bit about the NBA opening night and then get into some other couple of things. Um, as this week continues, heading towards Christmas and all the good stuff this weekend. So, last night uh, we saw a couple of games from the season, the 2021 NBA season. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Golden State Warriors 125 to 1, I think 125 to 99 was the score. Kevin Durant, 22 points, I believe. Kyrie Irving, 24, or something along those lines. Both guys looked pretty good um, playing together for the first time as Brooklyn Nets in their actual, you know, actual game. Their offense was pretty good. Um, you know, you saw Karius Levert play well, had 20 points. Uh, Steve Nash, good job overall. I mean, this was a game in which they, they were going to win, you know, one, because Golden State does just not have, you know, they don't have Clay Thompson. They didn't have Draymond Green, I think, actually, in this game as well. Um, just more of, like, getting comfortable with this offense. And you know, Durant hit some threes, Kyrie uh, doing the same thing, doing his moves. Uh, making the, you know, one-on-one plays. They looked offensively good. Um, you know, they played a Golden State team that is trying to get better, obviously, on defense. Um, but they need guys to step up and and play well. I wish they, you know, they didn't really do. The game was kind of decided, you know, midway in the third quarter. Uh, overall, you know, Durant, Kyrie had some nice moments. Although, you know, I am of the belief, and I'm sure most people are of the belief, that it was just one game against against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you got to see how they do, how they fare against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors. That's really going to tell um, what this team is all about. You know, they are a lot analyst um you know, preseason like favorites to make the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference. You know, it's all about you know how does Kevin Durant keep playing? How healthy can he get? Come back from the Achilles injury. You know, Steve Nash, believe it or not, will still have a big role. I mean, he will have a big role this season. You know, he is the head coach of this team. He's gonna have to manage the guys, make everybody play to their strengths. And you know, we're gonna see how well does. You know, Levert played, and you know, Jared Allen, those guys. It's going to be a transitioning process, but we know that with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the floor, the Nets can win any game. They can play with any opponent, um, and the real challenge is see how they do against Milwaukee, Miami. Those are two teams that I still, as of right now, because it's just the season just started. That thing, those two teams are still better uh, in terms of playing more games together and more experience together. In terms of like this, the, team, the players on that team, on those two teams, I think they're more familiar, they're more better, they're well coached. And so, so Steve Nash and Nash, the jury's still out. I think Steve Nash will be a good coach. I think you know this team will be offensively good, but it remains to be seen how well does this team play in those meaningful games, which will be happening later in the season. As for the defending champion, Los Angeles Lakers, they fell 
to the Clippers. I think 116 to 109. Now, once again, last year the same thing happened. Lakers lost. I think they lost to the Clippers as well. Um, you know, the Clippers were obviously talked about a lot in the off season about you know how they really choked. Uh, you know, 3-1 against Denver. Supposed to play the Lakers and you know all those kind of things. So you know the Clippers kind of came out motivated. Paul George wanted to prove a point, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George played played well. Uh, they they had to play well because of how they looked against Denver in the bubble. So they came out, shot the ball pretty well. Lakers just could not get enough stops. They did, you know they got to a slow start. Um, they did recover, but. Uh, Lakers obviously with their new pieces, uh, you know, a little bit more of a struggle of hitting uh, big shots, and uh, you know down the stretch of the season, or sorry, down the stretch of this game. I mean, uh, the Clippers just had you know Kawhi Leonard got got it going, Paul George stepped up. Um, the Clippers overall have Serge Ibaka, some nice pieces there as well, uh, but it's just one game and. You know, the Lakers obviously would have loved to probably win this game. They got their championship rings, which is great to see. Um, but, you know, LeBron James, I mean, the Lakers, you just kind of expect it. You know, Lakers, you know, finishing off the season in October and starting back in December. I mean, it's not an excuse for the Lakers. But it's just putting it in perspective, it's just like, you know, it was expected that something like this could happen with the Lakers on opening night. Um, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, although they are going to be just fine. I don't think people need to overreact to one game, to be honest. It's all about how they gel going forward. We know that AD and LeBron are going to be able to be at their best eventually this season. Um, they do play Christmas, Christmas Day, I believe. Um... I'm not really worried about them. I think their defense definitely has to be better um, with their new pieces and Dennis Schroeder and Matthews. Buying in defensively will be key. Kyle Kuzma's got to play better. He did sign a contract extension with the Lakers. Uh, he's going to have to really emerge this season, this year um, for the Lakers because he is one of those players that came on strong last year. Um, but he's got to keep up that level of production and that effort. Um, so he can be one of those good players that he's going to rely on uh, this season. Same thing for KP. Um, you know, KP, Kuzma, these guys. The supporting cast has to be better. And I think, I'm sure we'll see Marcus Gasol get, you know, have an impact on this team as well. Um, so, you know, nothing to be concerned about the Lakers. I think they, they know what they have to improve upon. The Clippers need this win more, actually, in my estimation, because they've been talked about a lot. Uh, in the offseason, a lot of people were questioning Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, will this team be able to win? Uh, they got off to a win, still a long way to go. We know how things went. They started off with a win last year, where had one of the best records almost in the NBA behind the Lakers, and then drew the Nuggets and you know what happened there. So for the Clippers, I mean, they can probably be happy about this victory, but you know, I'm sure they have their eyes on the Denver Nuggets in that Christmas Day matchup. Um, and, you know, we'll see if they can uh, come out and keep winning games on a consistent basis. You know, Kawhi Leonard uh, and Paul George both, you know, they're expected to be on the Lakers, uh, sorry, the Lakers, the, 
on the Clippers. You know, Paul George resigned with you know with the extension to, with the Clippers. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard has been you know quiet about his uh, you know thing, but you know it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, for Kawhi, if he really you know wants to make a place for himself, he's got to win a title in L.A. Um, now, do they have enough in terms of like winning a championship this year? And it comes down to those two, to be honest. Uh, Serge Ibaka definitely helps the Clippers um, in many ways, but we're gonna see because it's just one game, a lot of games to go. Um, but with Ty Lue, they seem to be more engaged and ready to to play, um, and you hope they can kind of continue that because we do want to see the Lakers and Clippers again. Uh, but this time, meeting with the Western Conference Finals, that's what we want to see because. Most people have made the argument that oh, if the Clippers had made made it to the Western Conference Finals, they'd be the Lakers. Honestly, the Lakers was a better team last year. They played more better, and the Clippers just let their foot off the gas. They didn't play well. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George need to bounce back from that disappointing performance in Game Seven, which they did. Um, but this is a long way to go. Um, and even if the Clippers do end up winning maybe two or the, uh, three of the games of this, you know. This you know this year against the Lakers, still uh, I won't believe it until Paul George actually steps up in the postseason, because that's the whole thing. Paul George resigned. Got got to play well the postseason. Paul George, uh, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis will be just fine. Uh, I think we're gonna see if they you know try to adjust their lineup a little bit. I mean I think having uh, Marcus Sol in the lineup is, is you know. Might be like I mean their rotations still have to be figured out, but I think overall you're gonna see Montrez Harrell get stronger. Um, some of these guys um, have to play more minutes. Caruso's got to be much better, and then Al- Horton Tucker, uh, he's somebody to keep an eye on for the Lakers as he did emerge during the preseason quite a bit, and maybe he can you know carve out a role for himself on the Lakers bench or the starting five possibly if they have to go to him. So. A lot of things in play for the Lakers, um, you know, for Golden State, Steph Curry, you know, he's going to be the guy this year. Uh, he had a nice game, but 2 of 10 from three-point line, not the best thing overall, but he just needs more support from his supporting cast. Kelly Ober Jr. Uh, didn't have a good game in his debut as a Warrior. Andrew Wiggins struggling with his shot. Um, James Wiseman, the number two draft pick. Uh, he impressed with 19 points overall. He played much better than I thought. Um, you know they have some interesting pieces there, but they need Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins to step up and play better because if they don't play good alongside alongside Steph Curry, then it's going to be a long season for the Golden State Warriors. So it's very important that they find a way to fix those guys up. Uh, it's one game, yes, but they got to be able to shoot better. And hopefully get the Raymond Green back, which will give them a spark on the defensive end. So overall, some good games. We'll get some more games today. Um, James Harden will be playing, I believe, the Houston Rockets after the whole verbal competitions and all that kind of things. I mean, Houston has a pretty interesting situation. I mean, Harden is probably going to be stuck playing in the beginning of the season for the Houston Rockets. Where he ends up, different story. Uh, but more games today and... You know, Christmas Day games are coming up, which will be uh, very exciting to see um, for a lot of the teams that are, are playing on that day. And we're going to see, you know, 
Philadelphia, Milwaukee in action, Miami in action. Should be a fun thing to see overall when it gets going. So in this segment, I just want to talk a little bit about some of the athletes that are, you know, doing their best and trying to make a push in terms of giving back to their communities and trying to empower and support the young generation coming up. And one of those athletes that um, not only has done a good job so far in his basketball career, but also in terms of just giving back to his community is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell plays for the Utah Jazz. He is their star player alongside Rudy Gobert. Um, these two players have been some great stories in the NBA. Uh, both guys locked up for the future of the Utah Jazz with a new owner. Um, and both guys' stories are tremendous, especially Gobert and where he started his career. It's a great piece on the Undefeated about his, his story. As for Donovan Mitchell, he's been one of the best players, uh, young players in the NBA, uh, really doing a good job on and off the court. And one of the things that he recently did was partner up with Adidas um, um, for his new shoe that released. Um, you know, he, he played for the University of Louisville, and so his new sneaker um, is out, and he wanted to go ahead and you know, start some kind of initiative, some program called a Shoe for Change, in which he um, has pro promised and pledged uh, 200,000 of the sales of his shoes towards academic scholarships and initiatives for Louisville students, for black students and other students um, in his campus or in a Louisville campus. Um, a great thing to see as, you know, he has talked about giving back to the community as most athletes are doing, and really trying to inspire change. He wants younger people to, get, you know, to obviously have their dreams to focus on, on, on you know, making the most out of their life and having those those careers. And so this is a great gesture by him. I think he knows the importance of giving opportunities to these young, um, you know, up and coming uh, students and younger generation. Um, for his community, he's always had a strong tie to Louisville, uh, playing there obviously, and you know, in terms of his community, he just wants to be able to empower people to go forward and get a good education, to be well, uh, you know, well-versed, well-rounded as people, to make it, you know, to their prospective careers, and so, you know, he has talked about, um, you know, just being better, challenging a lot of things, um, having those conversations with social justice the movement that started, um, you know, back during the time of the NBA bubble and, and before that, and you know he is, um, you know, committed to, to you know driving change like a lot of athletes are. Um, he thinks you know everyone deserves to be in the same room, same area, you know, have the same voices and, and equality, and I'm all for that. You know, everybody is all for that. Um, you know, he's all about, you know, changing the things that are perceived and make sure that everybody understands each other. So he's trying to drive that, that message forward, like a lot of athletes I've talked about uh, throughout the podcast. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I think, uh, is a great guy. He knows a lot. 
Um, it's good to see him with this initiative that he's going forward with um, because I think we obviously need more of that. And if, you know, athletes are the ones that can start, you know, using their platform and making this change. And we've seen it throughout um, the years and months now. A lot of players coming forward, stepping up, um, committed to driving change. Um, and the NBA is doing their part as well and making sure they are on top of these things. The NFL, um, in a similar way. Um, it's just great to see the players really come out and, and, and speak and do these kind of things. And the message is going. They want to keep the message afloat, not let it you know, go away. And I think we're seeing some good changes. I'm sure a lot of communities are going to improve. Uh, a lot of student athletes that you know, have some dreams of going to a certain school or going for a certain career. I think with Mitchell and his contributions, I think a lot of good students, a lot of good athletes will also be encouraged to really use their platform to speak at an early age. And that's what we want. The more conversation, the better. It drives home the point. Uh, we have a long way to go, um, but we're, we're seeing a lot of younger players step up and talk about these things, and that's a great sign to see. Uh, good sign to see from going forward, and I'm, I'm sure a lot more athletes across other sports are going to be following the same footsteps as Donovan Mitchell. Um, so, great effort by him, and I really think that if he keeps on, uh, you know, playing well and you know, sub, you know, doing his best on and off the court, you know, he's going to be, you know, a good player to talk about in the years to come. Overall, I think that you know, with this initiative, I think a lot of a lot of students, a lot of people are going to be encouraged, feel positive about themselves and to keep their dreams, their spirit alive, not to let it sit and, um, you know, let it go away from them. So I think Mitch is all about giving the younger generation and these athletes, especially at Louisville, uh, these students athletes to, you know, empower themselves or other students to like go forward with an idea to study to do their to do their degrees to get a good education so they're ready to take on the real world and be a part of the bigger conversation about social justice movement so in this segment of today's episode i just want to talk a little bit about Something cool that I read about and a part of sports that is actually growing um, more and more over the years. And it's worth bringing up some of these kind of stories um, because, you know, there's different ways to be passionate about the world of sports, a particular, you know, a sport. And so, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, decide to, you know, go for their dream of being a you know, a pro in the, you know, in a sport like hockey, baseball, basketball, football, you know, soccer and all those things. And sometimes, you know, those, those, you know, dreams and stuff, uh, they take on a different form. Some may not be able to be in the league or be in the sport, but they try to be connected with it as much as possible. And one recent example of that um, would be esports and, um, Esports has grown over the years in terms of, like, this is something that has grown, you know, in terms of uh, markability, scalability, all those kind of things. And so, a remarkable story that I read about, um, pretty cool as well, reading about was 
you know, Wendy uh, Fleming, um, and she is a NBA uh, 2K gamer, and she's had very ambitious dreams of being a gamer for the NBA 2K League, which she was trying to get into, um, but found something else in the process and still uh, continues to go for her dream in a unique way. So a little bit about um, you know, Wendy Fleming. She has been passionate about basketball at a very early age. She's enjoyed playing um, you know, the game itself. And so, you know, she is from I think New York City. Um, or she sorry, she was from, from, from Tennessee, went to New York City um, to, you know, try to get into the NBA 2K, uh, NBA 2K League draft. Um, now she wasn't able to get in, unfortunately. This is her third shot in trying to get a roster spot in the NBA 2K League because they have this thing where they have a lot of gamers come together, uh, compete in some teams, um, head-to-head matchups, playing with their, some of the known NBA players um, in the world. And so she... Um, has always had that goal um, in terms of making it to this 2K league where she can play with other gamers and showcase her skills and her abilities. And so, you know, just looking at how things have transpired for her, you know, she wasn't able to get into the NBA 2K league. Um, You know, some of her friends were trying to get into it as well. And, you know, esports is very, very competitive. To be honest, there's a lot of gamers out there that um, are, you know, have impressive resumes in terms of wins and overall play and matches, and their records keep climbing up, up and up and up. These uh, respective sports, you know, some fans are able to play, you know, at these, you know, NBA venues sometimes during the All-Star break and things like that. Uh, it is pretty cool to see. Um, esports get attention and get more um, more important, you know, for these people at home who love the game so much, want to play it. And yes, they do make, um, you know, they do make something in terms of that, in terms of the getting, you know, the opportunity to play and compete and wager things, stuff like that. So, I mean, it is pretty cool and it is like I said it is growing more and more a lot of people are getting involved in this so in Wendy um, you know she is going to be one of the first um, first woman uh, to compete at the FIBA eSport Open um, which actually took place probably a couple of days ago but I wanted to bring it up because uh, she's the only US woman competing for the USA team there um so just a little backstory. So her gamer tag is a little lady eighty-seven, and she was one of the three women who were eligible and ended up not being drafted during the NBA twenty twenty NBA two K league draft, which was held at Terminal Five on February twenty-two in New York City. So going back quite a bit, but you know, worth mentioning and bringing it up because those are some of the things that you know. There's a lot of players that are invited to this draft, and not everyone's name is getting selected. Um, but, you know, I think Wendy had talked about just 
being able to keep her spirit and her dream alive. Um, and so she, when she got an opportunity, and she was, you know, emailed an opportunity by USA uh, Basketball, who decided to, you know, get into esports a little bit this year. You know, they gave her an opportunity to come and compete and go through the trials of this to see if she could be one of the people on the um, and on the roster on the spot. And she ended up doing that. She um, definitely embraced that opportunity, that challenge, because she wanted to prove that she could still be uh, pretty good. And like I said, her, her love for 2K basketball video games has always been, um, you know, there for her. She, she said, I just never put the game down. So I figured I'm going to keep playing it, you know. So she talked about, you know, not or overcoming the setback. She didn't want to, you know, let, let that, you know, you know, you know, push her back. She wanted to come overcome that, and so, you know, she came back with more determination after not being selected in the NBA, you know, 2020 NBA, uh, NBA uh, 2K League draft, and she ended up, you know, getting this opportunity in which she could uh, still, you know, fulfill her love and passion for playing video games. And she did so um, in a pretty good fashion, I would say. And it's really great to see her do that. Um, you know, like I said, USA Basketball for the first time decided to get into esports, and they were seeking a national team to represent the the you know the country for the FIBA Esports Open. Um, so they wanted to select a national team that could represent them at the North uh, and Central American Conference on December 19th and December 20. And I think these games did stream, like, you know, these games at the North and Central, Central American Conference games did stream on Facebook and, you know, YouTube a while back. So, you know, she, during that time, was just playing more and more uh, games and stuff overall. Um, playing with some WNBA players actually as well um, you know so she she overall just kind of stayed put um, you know kept trying to improve herself as a gamer and made sure that you know she could keep her hopes up keep her spirit alive for the game and so you know she competed with 29 other uh, people for seven spots for this for this national team I said that she really enjoyed the trials she never had to deal with you know male players you know saying bad things to her and she said she had the most fun playing against some of the most competitive 2k players in this in, you know in, in these trials so that was the big plus for her and yeah I mean like I said everyone has a different path in terms of keeping their spirit and their passion for a sport alive and as a gamer Wendy Fleming's doing that in a remarkable fashion. Um, you know, not being able to get into the, get, get into the two big, you know, NBA 2K League draft, but being able to, to compete for the USA national team this past um, a couple of days ago was pretty good. And you know, overall, you know, you want to see more and more people be able to get into sports. It's great to see, you know. Um, someone like her get an opportunity to, to really uh, compete and, and, and have that chance to play among some of the 2K players and compete. I think that's what really drives her. And I'm sure that with her hard work and her 
passion for the game as much as she's played it and understood a lot of things about esports over the years. Um, I think she's going to do well. I mean, I'm sure her time is coming where she will be able to get into the two NBA 2K League. Um, but esports giving her an opportunity, like I said, uh, the esports basketball community giving her the place there and you know competition and chemistry is what she's really uh, looking forward to she enjoys um, having a lot of fun with her teammates on this team and she likes their chances obviously they obviously talked a lot about their chances um, prior to this so I mean overall I think you know Wendy has been able to just stay on course I mean she's uh, you know, a big fan of the NBA game. She's playing um, in esports now, and I'm sure she'll be playing even more in the coming, you know, years. Now that she has gotten herself into this, and what a great job by USA Basketball to open up this opportunity and for her to get this this shot to prove herself, to keep on playing video games, um, to be passionate about it, to be part of a team. Uh, that's what it's all about, and you know. I think overall she will continue to try to, um, you know, be impressive, uh, learn from the other coaches there and other 2K League players, um, you know, on this USA team that, that that did compete recently. And I think she'll do well. I like her chances of being able to, you know, get back um, and be called this time um, in the NBA 2K League draft. Because I think that she is, you know, really um, passionate about it. She wants to bring home uh, the gold, like she said. Um, I'm not sure if she did, although in this in this past games, this past week, you know, a couple days ago. But nonetheless, I think her dream, her way of just attacking things, you know, being patient, um, not letting anything kind of like, you know, all that rejection that she did, you know, have. Um, to not not having her name called, you know, for the third time again uh, for this NBA 2K League, I think she's really taking that as a challenge and motivator. And to see her succeed and do well is is great. It's great for the sports community, and I'm sure a lot more gamers will want to be able to kind of follow in her footsteps, knowing that they always have a way in terms of uh, competing. You know, competing. Um, because there's a lot of opportunities that are being opened up in esports, and I think some of the people that aren't able to play the actual game or be involved with that as much can really get into gaming. And gaming is good at times in terms of just you know being able to enjoy the sports you love watching and observing. And I think uh, knowing the history with Wendy Fleming and she's followed a lot of things throughout the years. I think. You know, her time is going to come to play in this 2K league, and you know her team will probably do well. And she obviously um, is committed in doing that and, and competing with the best of the best, which everyone likes to see um, today in the sports world. So Christmas week has arrived, you know, a couple of days now, you know, Thursday, Friday. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just do a small preview of things that I'm looking out for this weekend, especially in the NFL. 
um, and you know kind of go into what I'm looking for and what we should expect so there will be a Christmas game this year on, um, on the NFL schedule you know we'll see the you know week 16 matchups come up and Friday's game the Christmas Day matchup like I said <laughs> got a little sidetracked there Friday's game December 25th Christmas Day we get the Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints now the Vikings are pretty much out of the playoff race um, but now this is a game in which the Saints um, have a shot to get themselves right um, they still want to capture the number one seed um, this is the game that they really have to get and the reason why I say that is because the Packers are playing the Tennessee Titans this week and so the Packers end up winning I think a game or more so than they are going to be in uh, so it really comes down to the Saints just trying to get back to the postseason Obviously, they are going to make the postseason no doubt but I mean the number one seed is still there for them to have they would need the Packers to probably stumble against the Tennessee Titans because the Packers do have the head-to-head head-to-head uh, head matchup victory over um, these teams, you know, over the, the New Orleans Saints. So it's going to be important that the Saints come out on Friday. Drew Brees did look good in that second half um, of the game against the Chiefs. This defense really has to step up and do a good job of containing Dalvin Cook. Um, and we know that the Vikings did end the Saints season last year, so I'm sure the Saints defense has that fresh in their mind. And so I expect the Saints to come out, be aggressive. Um, Alvin Kamara, I think, will bounce back. He's had a little bit of a slow stretch these last couple of games. Then the Saints come out, uh, really take it to the Minnesota Vikings and get this victory. As for some of the other notable matchups this week, um, if the Washington football team um, beats you know, the Carolina Panthers, then I think the NFC East is a wrap, even if they lose in week, uh, in week 17. Um, I'm really hoping the Giants get a shot at least to, to make it to the postseason. I didn't expect them to get to the postseason, to be honest. I didn't think that you know weeks ago. Um, because this is one of the worst divisions that we've seen. People have talked about it so much. But, you know, an NFC East champion is going to be crowned nonetheless. And, you know, the Giants have, you know, they started out slow. They came on strong. Uh, they've lost a couple of games now in a row. I would just like, like to see them get maybe a couple more wins. Although it's a tall task against the Baltimore Ravens this week. But if Daniel Jones plays, if our defense can kind of show up and make turnovers, maybe have a shot. To win this game um, honestly I just hope that we get to see some good action from some of these teams I would like to see you know Giants have a shot um, probably in week 17 to have a chance at the division but if, the, if they don't I'm still encouraged by a lot of things I've seen this season from the Giants how they've played um, on defense especially lately so I'll leave that that uh, what else is going on in week 16? Yeah, we got the Seattle Seahawks, Los Angeles Rams. This game will most likely decide the NFC West champion. Now, the, the Rams are kind of in a funk right now. You know, they are going to have to find a way to turn it around. If they want to make a statement, this is the game to make a statement because 
you know, Seattle's been playing pretty well re- recently. Um, everybody expects Seattle to win because they're at home. If the Rams really want to get back uh, into contention, uh, which they will make the postseason, I believe. There's no doubt about that. They just have to win, win maybe a, a game or more. Maybe one more game, I believe, to get in. Um, but they really have to come out and play good football. Jared Goff's got to be better. This offense and this running game have to show up and be better. I think they will give Seattle a good fight this weekend. I just don't know if I trust Jared Goff uh, enough to pick him this week. I mean, even even with a loss, they're still in a prime spot to make it. It just remains to be seen because, you know, Seattle has been obviously better in stretches this year and the Rams have been kind of playing good football but this is hard to trust them sometimes and against Seattle I just don't know it could be a shootout this game very possible Uh, but I just think Seattle is just gonna be too much maybe it's very possible that Seattle will be too much for them Uh, but the Rams if their defense plays much better and if, they're, if they can get some kind of support from their running game, then maybe they can flip the tide on the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Now, I look at a matchup that is very important on Saturday. Um, there will be some Saturday, game, Saturday games uh, this week because of, you know, Christmas and the weekend and all that. So, a couple of important Saturday games. Uh, I think the 49ers play the Arizona Cardinals. Now we know the Cardinals are in a spot where they have to keep on uh, winning because the Chicago Bears are right behind them. As crazy as that sounds, Chicago still has a shot um, to clinch the postseason if they win their final two games. So the Rams really have to come out, take care of business. The 49ers have played much better um, as of late. They've been more competitive. there's no gimme in this game. I think it's going to really come down to Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins um, continuing to you know, have that connection. The good game they had a week ago. That defense is going to have to be much better. Um, the Cardinals defense, you know, they, they have to do something. They got to show up a little bit more in this game. I do expect the Rams, oh, sorry, the Rams, the Cardinals to win this game. I just don't know if the 49ers are just going to have enough in terms of offense in this game. The Cardinals should win this game. They have to win this game. I think they'll get it done this week. The Cleveland Browns have a chance to close the gap on the Steelers in the AFC North. Although, to be honest, I just don't think Cleveland needs to worry about that. They just need to finish out strong. They probably will be playing a playoff game on the road, it seems like. Um, and that will be interesting to see. Browns in itself, they are ha- having a winning season. Um, it was, They had the potential to do so. I, I wasn't sure about the Cleveland Browns either, but they really come on strong the last two to three weeks. Uh, Baker Mayfield has played much better. This running game is better. The defense is playing well. So the Browns play the Jets this week. There's no given in that game, to be honest. I think the Browns just need to kind of do their thing. If they do end up winning this game against the New York Jets, then they have a chance to win the AFC North against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that's a big that's a big if because we know the Steelers um, themselves um, are in the, in the middle of a three-game losing streak, and so they're going to be trying to get back on track. Speaking about the Steelers, they host the Indianapolis Colts. 
this is a huge game for both clubs um, look at the Colts this game is important because Baltimore is coming and Tennessee is in play so this game has huge playoff implications for the Colts if they end up they end up winning this game they will be one of those teams likely to play um, in the postseason but with Baltimore's resurgence and the way they're playing it's a good chance they're gonna be on the outside looking in so for the Colts they really have to finish out strong I think 11 and 5 will get them in but it's not a guarantee 10 wins will not get them in 11 may get them in the, in the postseason it's very possible but anything can happen and so I look at the Steelers where they've been playing on offense that running game needs to show up somehow some way um, because this Colts defense will give Ben Roethlisberger problems. They will challenge the Colts. Um, sorry, the Colts defense will challenge the Pittsburgh Steelers offense in this game a lot more than people realize. That defense can get after the pass. Um, you know, after, after the quarterback, they can make plays. It's really important that Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool all step up and be on their A, a game. Um, Roethlisberger obviously has to play better. He's not been playing well the last three weeks. The Steelers need to end up proving themselves. They have to show why they were one of the early favorites to make it to the AFC playoffs and maybe possibly compete with the Chiefs. If they can't win this game, um, they are in huge trouble um, going forward. So that's what I'm you know, looking at in terms of their team got to get more production from their from their offense early on in this game to have a chance as for the Colts their running game can definitely give Steelers some problems Rivers has to show up and play well the Colts are in prime position to make the postseason but if they stumble here and there they are going to be on the outside looking in so they have to step it up and get it done this week if they can and so you know that game is on its way um, you know, Tennessee and Green Bay should be a really good game as well. Uh, Tennessee hasn't been able to win as of recent in terms of like, Tennessee hasn't beaten any quality opponents lately. I think they had a signature win against the Bills early on in the season. But since then, they have not been, you know, they've been playing good football with Henry and Tannehill. But this is the game that I was talking about that I was looking to see. I references in a previous week. Tennessee playing Green Bay on the road, Sunday Night Football. This is a great chance for Tennessee to prove why they are one of the teams to look out for in the AFC. They can go on the road and, and give Aaron Rodgers a competitive game in which they make them work actually more for victory. It will be a good sign. Tennessee, regardless, should make the postseason. I don't think the Las Vegas Raiders have a chance of doing anything. So it's really important that Tennessee just kind of comes out, plays good football. They really need to beat the Packers um, so they can kind of be one of those teams that can be looked at seriously in the AFC. Now speaking about another Saturday game that I forgot to mention was the Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, the same thing. They are in prime position to make the postseason. They're at 9-5, and five, I believe. If they, they have the... Um, they have the Raiders this week and then they have the Buffalo Bills on the road if Miami wins two games in a row 
I think they're in. But there's a lot of scenarios for the AFC uh, wildcard this year. The extra team being in there. I mean, anything could really happen. Um, but if Miami stumbles in one or two games here, they are going to be on the outside looking in. So this is why it's so interesting because you have the, you know, you have the Miami Dolphins in play. You got the Baltimore Ravens in play. The Cleveland Browns are still in play <laughs> despite everything. Um, you know, Tennessee is in play. The Colts are in play. So there's a lot of important matchups, a lot of scenarios this week that could happen. And this is why it's exciting to see with the addition of the new new spot, um, more so in the AFC this year, this new format seems to be interesting because you have a lot of teams with identical records and tiebreakers and division schedule actually matters. Um, so there's a lot of key games up here. But Miami, they weren't expected to be this good. They are. They have a chance. If they, just, if they don't mess it up, if they play well on Saturday, don't avoid, you know, if they, if they avoid getting upset by the Raiders. Um, they will have a good shot to make the postseason um, and maybe play well because they have their, their defense. So that's something to look forward to. So overall, Week 16 should be a fun uh, fun week of games. A lot of great action. NBA Christmas Day, the games are coming up this week. I'm going to recap everything um, from the NBA, the NFL, and more probably next week um, because it's time to get a little bit of a rest, <laughs> work on some things. Um, obviously enjoy just relaxing, being at home. So, to anybody who has or you know is listening to this episode, uh, Merry Christmas! I'm sure I'll probably, probably be, be messaging uh, people um, because I always forget to uh, wish people sometimes Christmas. So, happy holidays to everybody! Merry Christmas! Um, I hope to be back probably next week with some episodes leading up to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, you know, there will be a lot of college football action coming up, NBA season getting going. Um, and it's going to be a fun time, so hope everybody stays warm, safe. And, yep, enjoy the weekend, whoever, you know, whoever has, whoever isn't working as much um, or, you know, has a, a day off tomorrow on Friday, enjoy those days. Um, and I'm thankful to a lot of people who have listened to my podcast up to this point. I really appreciate um, the support that some people have given me about this. Um, obviously, with my uh, Insta account that I've been trying to work on a little bit, um, and my website. So, um, good things are coming. Hopefully, I'm gonna keep this riding um more and more um so i appreciate all the support thank you to everybody and yep i shall be back um with more episodes more conversations more analysis and breakdown a lot of things of real sports talk by naraj thank you and have a good evening good night